did I just see a ghost? Ah, ah, ah. You know the blue people with the uh, tails? Hey, good game, shooter. We transition from to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello from the studio in Nitro, West Virginia. This is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Josh Witt, and this is episode 11, the University of Alabama, Birmingham. Let's say you're like me, and you didn't watch the game live. And let's just, okay, you know what? Let's just pretend that I'm asking you these questions before the UAB game. You've watched the Mountaineers play 10 games. So you're aware, you've watched every minute up to this point, seen what the team does well, what they don't do well. I'm going to throw some questions at you and just try these on for size. Maybe you haven't watched the game yet. Maybe you don't know what happened in the UAB game. So I'll ask you, but you've seen the first 10 games. If I told you that WVU shot two for 13 from three, do you think West Virginia won the game on the road at UAB. I'm not I'm I'm not going to spoil it for you. Here in a few here in a minute I'm am going to spoil it. West Virginia shot 2 for 13 from 3. Did they win? Let me ask you this question. If I told you that Taz Sherman who my words about Taz in the last podcast has nothing to do with what he does in the future. But let's say I told you that Taz shot five for 14, that he had seven turnovers, a lot of them really bad turnovers. Would you have West Virginia beating UAB in Birmingham? I'm I'm not going to spoil it. If I told you that Malik Curry, one of the point guards, played a few minutes in the first half, sprained his ankle, wasn't available in the second half. Do you have West Virginia winning this game? I can't I can't hold back much longer. If I told you that West Virginia University missed 10 free throws, so still woeful from the free throw line, had 14 turnovers, and both of the, both of those things happened in a close game, do you think West Virginia Wins that close game or loses that close game? Here's the last question, and and here's the spoiler. What if I told you that everything I said happened and West Virginia beat (laughs) a good Blazers team in Birmingham 65-59? Would you believe that? And it doesn't matter what you think. You got to believe it because all those things happen and West Virginia won. Believe it. I mean, I'm I'm still confused. <laughs> More than 24 hours after the game, how West Virginia won that game. West Virginia was down nine with nine minutes left on the road, and they came back to win. Now, that's not that shocking. You could see West Virginia get hot for a couple of minutes come back, right? They did it. It wasn't as big of a deficit 
against UConn, but they were down in the second half and came back. See, they had that in them, but that's at home. They're not on the road. Was it the best home crowd? Did they fill up that stadium in Birmingham? They absolutely did not. Reminded me of, <laughs> of actually some Big 12 conference games. Anyway, they were down nine and they came back to win. And not a lot of highlights on the internet, but a lot of people are going to talk about Taz Sherman's dagger three when West Virginia was up one. He probably was fouled. I'll say probably loosely. He absolutely was fouled on that shot. Swished it. West Virginia goes up four. They don't look back. And you can say that's the play of the game. And it was awesome. Especially given that, again, Taz Sherman, not his best game of the season. Just sloppy with the ball. The shot wasn't going in. Seemed tired, you know? as much as you can seem. And if he's tired, he probably is. If he looks tired, he probably is because he's playing, you know, he played 40 minutes in the UConn game, right? So he did a star player thing by not having his A game, but making a crucial shot when your team needs it. Like that's star player stuff. He made the key bucket and you could point to that and you could point to Kedrian Johnson who Came into the game, I'm not making this up, 47% from the free throw line. And in this game, on the road, he makes seven of eight at the line, including six for six in the last five minutes. And, like, just impressive. Again, like, he scored <laughs> he scored eight points, six of them from the free throw line. But he came in shooting 47%. So you could point to that and say that's that's a big deal. Also, playing really good defense. I got to say, the guy, uh, the Jelly, Mr. Jelly, uh, that guy loves to shoot the basketball in a way that, like, he passionately likes to shoot the ball. He was gunning. And with the help of Kedria Johnson and just team defense overall, the guy who shot a lot for UAB, he went <laughs> he went six for 20. He went one of nine from the three-point line, and he had seven turnovers. So you could point to that. You could point to Damon Kerrigan getting two alley-oop dunks from Kedrian Johnson that were awesome. Love seeing – it's a rare bird seeing WVU finish alley-oops, and Kerrigan did it twice and a half. So any game that that happens, you could point to that. You could point to a crucial poly polycap block. Like all these things that you could point to. You could point to Sean McNeil. He made, he made that right corner shot <laughs> going over the backboard. He did it again. He also made a crazy shot where he drove left, hit, <laughs> hit a floater bank shot, got fouled, when the game was tight in the last couple minutes of the game, like he made, he's still making crazy shots. And you could point to that. Taz not doing well. Sean steps up. You could point to all that, right? You could point to like overall team defense. I mean, Huggins has not, has stopped saying this team's not good at defense. They, they held another team under 60 points. They won the rebounding battle. Like positive signs of like this is what WVU needs to improve on. 
the rebounding still has a way to go, but you can see them boxing out. You can see them improving on the defensive end. This is a good defensive team. The stats point to it, and just the eyeball test. The rotations are getting better. UAB did not have a ton of open corner threes. Like Those are all good things, right? And you could point to that and say, all right, team defense scrappy, team defense carries, uh, carries over on the road, right? You could point to all of that. Here's what I'm going to point to. Back to the, I tell you a scenario, does West Virginia win? Taz sat for five or a little over four minutes of game time in the second half. Like four minutes straight. <laughs> That's rare. Let me let's get to the point. Taz, a little over nine minutes left. UAP gets a dunk. They go up 49-40. Taz. They're throwing a, a trapping defense at him. Taz gets it over half court and then throws a terrible pass that goes out of bounds over Kedria Johnson's head. So UAB with the ball up nine, a little over nine minutes left. Go to a timeout, Taz taken out of the game. And so here we go. <laughs> Scenario, West Virginia on the road, down nine, and Taz sits for four minutes straight. What do you think the lead is when he comes back into the game? <laughs> and if he said West Virginia would outscore UAB, I don't. Th- I don't believe you. I don't think I would tell you that. And you'd say that West Virginia would outscore the other team. And it doesn't matter who it is. Taz out. Uh, the main part of your offense out. Not going to be able to hold up and score more than the other team. But West Virginia did that. I'm not kidding. They outscored the Blazers 9-3 to when Taz was sitting in those four minutes. That's amazing. I, I, like you're writing it down. And even the announcer saying Taz looks tired. He just threw a terrible turnover. You could You could see a scenario, not that Huggins is ever not trying to win. He's always trying to win. But as a fan, you can kind of say, all right, down nine, Taz doesn't have it. Let's just sit, Taz. Let's take this loss. It's not a, when you get into the computer stuff, this is not a bad loss, a road loss against a good team. Let's get back to Morgantown, put this one behind us. It's not like we were going to undefeated anyways. You know what I mean? Just, again, Huggins doesn't think that way. But as a fan, we can think that way. Like, all right. They didn't have it. The, the, everybody's getting to know each other. They they played a close game. They just didn't have it on the road against a good team, right? And that didn't happen. And it's not like Sean McNeil made all the baskets when Taz was out. He did make one basket, a driving layup. But Gabe, <laughs> our man Gabe Osavoyan, he got an offensive rebound and put back. He drove from the foul line to the left and made it wasn't a triple pump fake, but it was a delayed <laughs> it was a delayed layup that went in. And Kedrian Johnson made three or four free throws, including making both free throws after getting legit tackled at half court. 
like splat at half court, you know, holding his ribs. I don't know. He seemed to be okay. He got taken out of the game and came back in later. But he made the two free throws. He leaves. Taz comes in. And, you know, is there a direct correlation between Taz getting a break in the second half and making that clutch clutch shot with a couple minutes left to put WVU up four? It's not exact, right? But I would argue that he's got a better chance of making that shot when he gets the four minutes rest than not. And so that's credit to Huggins, credit to the team. Like they turned UAB over three or four times during those four minutes. And that's the stretch. That's what I'm pointing to that has West Virginia winning this game. And it's their first true road game. They win their first true road game. And just a great effort. Like, I don't understand (laughs) how they did that. Again, you watch the first 10 games and you tell somebody, well, Taz finally had an off night. Then you say, well, obviously West Virginia loses that game. And they did not lose that game. They won it. It was a team effort. What an impressive team win. And, you know, I'm not saying this is a great team. But this is a team that beat a good team when the guy carrying the offense didn't have it. That's what happened. I'm not going to say that's a fact, but that's my understanding of what happened. And Huggins has these, these ugly wins. You know, 60, 63, what was the final score? 65-59? I mean, West Virginia broke 10 with like 12 minutes left again. Or, you know, 12 minutes had been played before they broke 10 in the first half. Like it's, it's not pretty, but they, they did it and they win an impressive game. Ugly Huggins win. We take all the wins. It doesn't matter what they look like. Random thoughts coming up. Hey, football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. I know I do, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers bet just $1 on any team to score, and you can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So here's what you do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $1 on any team to score, and you win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. You know that I am not a journalist. I don't know how journalism works. I've never wrote an article. I don't have sources. (laughs) 
Leonel, you it's not something that's going to be shocking to you. So I really don't understand this world. I listen to other journalists talk about journalism. They have concerns about how journalism works. That being said, interesting profile showed up on the website called The Athletic. You've probably heard of it. Friday, Athletic profile on Oscar Shibway. And listen, Oscar Shibway, we know him. He's killing it at Kentucky. You know, he played for West Virginia for a full season and 10 games. Transferred to Kentucky, and he's killing it. He's averaging 16 and 14 at Kentucky, right? He's, all, he's, he's getting almost six offensive rebounds a game. Killing it. His first two games for the Wildcats, he had 20 rebounds each game. <laughs> so Oscar went 40 rebounds in his first two games with Kentucky. Before this article, you would say it wasn't working for him at WVU for whatever reason, on him, on the university, on whoever. It You could see on the court – Oscar, it wasn't working for him, right? And he went to a new place, and it's working out for him. And so he deserves recognition. He's killing it. That's great. Another thing, I didn't read this article that I'm telling you about, this profile. Why? Because it's on The Athletic. And nothing against The Athletic, but they are definitely heavy paywall, no free articles, tease you with the, hey, read a couple of paragraphs, and then when you get to the third paragraph, give us money. And this is not an indictment on The Athletic. We all choose what we want to pay subscriptions to. I don't have it in the budget to pay The Athletic money. And so I'm not paying $8 for one article, all right? Now, that being said, other people paid for the article and noticed an interesting paragraph that quotes Oscar, all right? And this isn't the, I'm assuming, again, didn't read it, that there's plenty of paragraphs on this profile, like a long, a long story. So this is just one paragraph, all right? It's written by the guy from The Athletic. This gentleman's name is Kyle Tucker. He follows the Wildcats of Kentucky, all right? So, Forgive me for reading. This is not a typically a reading podcast, but I'm going to read from Kyle Tucker's article, this paragraph I'm telling you about that has Oscar quotes. Quote, when there's something in your heart that you're holding and you can't let it go, Shibway says, I did not want to put that jersey on the jersey um this is me talking the jersey being a WVU jersey. I did not want to put that jersey on. God heard my cry for help, and he said, get your stuff. It was a tough decision to leave. People say, you're ruining your life. People say, if you make that decision, you're done. This is Oscar talking. The next part is important. This is Oscar's words. Coach, coach being Bob Hawkins, coach told me he was going to ruin my life if I did that. He was going to say all these different things to NBA GMs so nobody would ever want me. He said a lot of negative things about me to Coach Calipari, all right? 
that's me saying all right. That's not, there's no all right in the article. He said a lot of negative things about me to Coach Calipari. He said I got caught smoking weed. He said I got caught with a lot of different women. Crazy stuff I didn't know about. I told, I told Coach Calipari, if you believe those things, that means I cannot be at Kentucky. But you know me. You recruited me since high school, and I've been a faithful kid. I respect every human being. Unquote. So that's an article from Mr. Tucker's story in The Athletic about Oscar Sheepway. All of that was pretty much Oscar talking. And I don't want to paraphrase what Oscar's saying, but basically he paints a vindictive Bob Huggins telling his buddy Coach Calipari Oscar's dirt. (laughs) I don't know. Like just reading that at face value, you'd say, all right. I don't know what Huggins is gaining out of this. He's just being vindictive. (laughs) Right? But obviously, a paragraph like that with those kind of quotes, it gets people's attention. Anybody that's reading it, Kentucky fans would read that, you know, and they may have, they may not have the best sentiment towards uh, Coach Bob Huggins. Something happened in 2010 that they don't look back fondly on. We all get that. So they have an angle on reading that and saying, you know what, that guy is a real jerk. You know, that Bob Huggins, that's a real jerk. WVU fans read that and like, wow, that's, uh, we feel like we know Bob Huggins as much as you can know a guy that you've never talked to and, and coaches your favorite team. Doesn't seem like a thing Huggins would do, but that's, that's interesting. Obviously, it gets, uh, you know, it gets some attention. <laughs> he, you know, let me again read that part where he says, <laughs> Coach told me he was going to ruin my life if I did that. <laughs> okay, that's the quote. Now, cut to, so the article, again, didn't read it. Article comes out a few hours later. Uh, Kyle Tucker, the writer of said article, he, he didn't, he didn't say those things. He, he put in his article, his profile, what Oscar said, right? A few hours later, Kyle Tucker tweets something interesting. All right. And here's what Kyle Tucker said in this tweet. He said, again, apologizing for you listening to me reading other people's stuff. Kyle Tucker tweets, Oscar reached out to clarify this was not a direct conversation with Huggins, rather that he was told by people around him someone at WVU was saying these things. Oscar says the only direct comment from Huggins to him was, quote, you're ruining your life, unquote. So Oscar clarified. (laughs) Okay. So when you listen to that, that's not the same thing as what he said in the article, right? I would argue that's a really different thing than what the quotes were in the profile, right? And when Oscar clarifies, and let's be clear, 
Oscar's clarification is a very helpful clarification. <laughs> like, that is clarifying, right? And when you clarify and say that, then it just sounds like, like, I don't want to oversimplify this, but it just sounds like things that are said in recruiting. And this is not recruiting. This is a guy transferring to somewhere where he was recruited, like Kentucky was on the short list before Oscar picked WVU. So that's a helpful clarification, but the clarification, just chalk it up to recruiting stuff, like things that people say <laughs> when they're trying to recruit someone or trying to tell another school, don't pick that guy. Again, recruiting. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine. Like, I would. Is there a podcast where you can listen to people talk about recruiting stories and some of the things that are said in recruiting? Because my guess, having never been a part of that process, when uh, you're recruiting somebody, that some of the things you say are true, right? I would, I believe that some of the things that recruiters say are true. And then I, I'm guessing that some of the things that people who recruit say are 100% false, all right? So again, I read all that and tell you all that to say, <laughs> Kyle Tucker wrote an article with quotes Oscar clarified those quotes. I haven't read the article. The article's still out there. I guess I'd just wrap this all up by saying, this is interesting. <laughs> I bet others are going to have stronger takes on what all transpired. I want to take the opportunity to wish Oscar Shibway the best in his future endeavors. Final thoughts coming up. Interact with the show. That just means interact with me on social media, on Twitter at I'm Josh Witt, on Instagram at Unreasonable Doubt WV, on the Facebook at Unreasonable Doubt WV, or just type it in the search bar. Interact. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Down. The next game for WVU, they come back to Morgantown, play Wednesday, early game, 6 p.m., Wednesday, December 22nd, the game on ESPN Plus, and West Virginia plays the Youngstown State Penguins. A, a staple in the recent WVU schedule. They didn't get to play Youngstown State last year, I don't think, because COVID. Jared Calhoun worked for Huggins at WVU before taking the job at Youngstown State. I just, I've never, I haven't seen this Youngstown State team play basketball this season. From the stats, it looks like they take care of the ball. They don't turn the ball over a lot. They're good at defensive rebounding. They're not giving up a lot of offensive rebounds. What I also know, just based on stats, is that Youngstown State has played arguably the softest schedule of 356 Division I teams. 357, somewhere, like the 
easiest strength of schedule, and they've lost three games. One of those games, they lost at home to something called SIU Edwardsville. So I'm assuming S, the S and the I are Southern Illinois. And I didn't, Southern Illinois, but more specific, Edwardsville. And that team went to Youngstown and beat the Penguins. I love the idea of the Penguins as a, as a mascot. I like their mascot as the Penguin. I think he's got a toboggan on, or she. Love that. But my guess, and the game's Wednesday, so the line's not out yet, but I'm guessing that West Virginia at home will be a betting favorite. And that's all I want to say. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms. Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Breaker, CastBox. Hey, if you're listening on Spotify, there's a place to to rate this podcast five stars. So if you're listening on Spotify and you're listening to Unreasonable Doubt, find the stars and hit five. I don't think they even ask you to write a review. Just hit the five stars. That'll help this podcast. If you don't listen on Spotify, listen on Spotify, rate it five stars. Maximum appreciation if you did that. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU for the 2021-2022 season, they are 10-1. and 1.